What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Giants Brawl Podcast. Listen, look. We gotta rush them. We gotta kick them. What we gotta do to sit in and get the off the right, let's go. They are New York. And they are here to talk Giants football. Here is Mike Trainer and Jay Jules. Hey, what's up, Giants fam? Welcome to the one and only Giants Brawl podcast. I'm Mike Trainer. I'm with Jules and John. This this week again, like usual, guys. What's going on, man? How was your How was your week? What up? What up? Hey, listen, man. I'm gonna just kind of jump in, like, because normally we're just sitting here talking about going to bars and you know watching movies and different shows and things like that. One crazy thing that happened was I didn't mention on last week's show. As of Wednesday, I officially became an uncle. My brother's fiance had a baby boy, uh, six pounds, eleven ounces. I forget eighteen inches or something. I don't forget how long, but you know, not bad. So yeah, yeah, Jules is officially Uncle Jules at this point. Get your linebacker, right, for the New York Giants. There you go, right? Either that with his name, (laughs) Dominic Marco Giuliano. He sounds like he plays fucking forward for fucking the Italian team or some shit, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking soccer, man. That's crazy. (laughs) What a name! Holy shit. Yeah, for real, dude. I was I was joking about. I was like, "Oh man, that sounds a little Asian." He's like, "Bro, what are you talking about?" I'm like, "Oh, forget it. I'm not even going down this road with you, man." <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, what about uh, you? Well, congrats, bro. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, congrats, Jules. Yeah, what so about you, John? Much is going to top that over the weekend. That was, that was the big news on, on my front. Definitely can't top that. <laughs> I didn't do shit. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely didn't have anything as 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 a uh, biggest. Becoming an uncle. I am an uncle of two. Godfather, actually, one of them. I wish I could say I, I tried to make a baby this weekend, but that didn't happen either. Oh, hey, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, welcome to the Giants Brawl Podcast. <laughs> you, need to, you need to have sex in order to have a baby, and I did not have that this weekend. That, guy, that oh. usually happens. That's usually but, what happens. Speaking of that, listen, I got, I got something. Yeah. I got something for sale for you guys or for the listeners, anybody that'd be interested. I have a sex doll that I'm trying to sell. Okay? <laughs> never used. I swear. I swear. I'd never use it. During quarantine, listen, there's been a couple of close encounters. I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> All right. It was, it was very close, but I held, I held back, you know, no, nothing wrong with it. Like if people are into sex dolls, I'm hoping there's somebody out there that's listening that's into one because I really got to get 
this thing out of my house. So, so, so wait, how do we how do we know that you haven't used it? Like, is it still sealed in the box type of thing? No, that's the thing. It's already oh. out. And it's like it's in oh my, my closet. God. It's oh, in my man, closet. Dude. It's, it's like it's, trying to sell a car and be like, yo, it only has five miles on it. I swear to God, I drove it off the yeah. lot, drove it right back on. <laughs> Bro, that is that is raunch. It's I hope you sell it, but <laughs> listen, I, you know, I'll, I'm pretty much I'll give it, you know, for like a couple hundred bucks. It's like it's worth over like a couple, you know, it's worth like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, or whatever. I think. Yeah. Like that. Why do you have a thirteen hundred dollars set? You can go over like a trip to Europe with yeah. that shit, man. Yeah, you could go crazy. So basically, like when last year when the quarantine happened, I was in like a poker group. A couple guys. Asked oh my god! Me, I know. Like Jules asked me to like to play online poker a couple times for his yep, group. Yep. So. I was in this one. It was like twenty to forty bucks buy-in or something like that. No, yeah, it was forty dollar buy-in. And if you win like the first table, go to the next table. You go, you know, you win a championship, right. and they have a bunch of prizes over a grand. And I think the guy makes like three, four hundred bucks on each. Yeah, like, it depends how many game. people end up signing up. But yeah, yeah. So that's basically so you get like a list of prizes you could pick. And I won. You know, the first time I won, and I picked a nice sixty-five inch TV. Sony was fucking fantastic, right? Got it, you know, and they ship it right to your house. It's fucking awesome. But the second time you win, if you win again, it's a mystery prize, right? And to make a long story short, one of the guys that's been involved in this, he works in China and New York, and he works for one of these companies. So as a joke, he sends these out for the the rookies who win like you know two games in a, you know not in a row, but in that you know in that year or whatever the fuck it was, right? So all of a sudden, like, I, I see this fucking huge box outside my fucking garage, right? And it's fucking heavy as shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm dragging this thing up the fucking steps. Lie it down on the floor. I'm like, this got to be fucking worth some kind of fucking money. My dog's with me. My dog's like, you know, he has to know everything what's going on. I rip open the box. I'm fucking tearing this thing you know, open. I, I, and the bottom part, it's open. All of a sudden, a fucking leg pops out. <laughs> my fucking dog freaks the fuck out he's looking at the leg he's looking at me he's like did you fucking kill somebody so i'm like i'm like is this what i fucking think it is and you know this thing must have weighed 110 pounds right i'm Damn. trying to get this fucking thing out and it's like and it's headless right oh so god i'm fucking ripped this thing open i stand this fucking thing up my dog is just fucking losing his fucking mind He's like trying to lick the feed, but he's looking at it. He sees no head. <laughs> then I find the head. Like I put the fucking head on. You know, I have to send the picture to the guys, like, because they want a picture, you know, for, for your prizes to, to send into the group. I guess that was the whole fucking joke. So it's like a picture of me and the sex doll. I had to send these fucking assholes. Oh. So, it, like, it was just like, I'm like, what do I do with this fucking thing? So I fucking shove it in the closet and it comes with like a blanket. So I throw the blanket over the fucking. What are you guys thing. gonna go for a picnic? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, they're gonna fucking you know paint their nails and shit. So I throw this fucking blanket over a head, and it's like fucking standing up in my closet. Like I'm scared to go to sleep at night. Sometimes I'm afraid she's gonna come alive and start fucking attacking me. You know, dude, it's it's wild, man. It's just like you know, it's just it's crazy. Twelve hundred dollars. And the, and the, and the whole thing is fucking headless. No, well, the head it was in separate part of the box. So I ripped open the box, and you know she's she's a brunette, so people are into brunettes. Um, so I put the fucking head on and shit. You know, fucking looking at me and shit. Is there is there an ethnicity involved? 
Uh, he's in the white or Asian. I, I forgot. <laughs> I haven't looked at her like since like March of last year. Like I'm scared. I'm scared to go in the closet. You know what I mean? I told you there was a couple of close encounters and that was back in, you know, in the prime pandemic last, last March when I was stuck in my house for like a month and a half. So, yeah. So if anybody wants a brand new sex doll, yes, it's open, but I swear, I swear it's never been used. Okay. I just I couldn't get I couldn't. Hey, get you it. have it right, like Giants, bro. We got everything, bro. For from advice to sex dolls, that's just how we roll here, bro. At the Giants, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, if you, if you want, if you're a freak, I'll hook you up, man. A great deal. Like we could get some Manscaped products. You could use the Manscaped product on this thing. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a couple like perfumes. <laughs> oh, is there hair? They came with like hair on it too. Yeah, hair. You could buy a Manscaped like trimmer and shit, trimmer hair, fucking do her nails with some Manscaped products, put some perfume on it or put some cologne on it, like whatever, whatever you get. I mean, she's like, you know, she's bare down there. She's like, it's no land strip, no nothing, man. Totally, totally clean shaven. So you don't even really need that down there. But I'm sure you oh. can figure something out. Put a piece of rug or whatever, tape a piece of rug there and just fucking shave it or something. I don't know, whatever you guys are into. Well, listen. Speaking of uh, Manscaped, they're doing they're doing a thing for you know, obviously it's March, right? So it's March Madness that should be going. Might not be like we were accustomed to in years past, but March Madness is de definitely definitely coming out. And listen, Manscaped's gonna get jumping on it, right? So this tournament season, take care of your hair and holes with the best tool for the job. <laughs> we're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leader in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March. Be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Performance Package to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Start taking care of your man parts today with 20% off plus free shipping. Go to manscaped.com. Use the broad call for this exclusive offer. And when we say all the holes we're talking about, you get this stuff now hooked up where you get the little nose clipper. You get the one that we've been talking about, that little mower that takes care of everything from head to toe. You get the cologne. There's all different types of packages. 20% off manscaped.com. Use the broad code buttholes use the cold uh sex doll if you get a free sex doll with this order just get it out of just get it out of my house please oh my god that is not true <laughs> cover us legally <laughs> you do not get a free sex doll unless mike is giving it <laughs> yeah yeah don't expect manscaped to send you a free sex doll please. if you get if you get if you get 100 people to download giants brawl to follow us plus Get 100 people to buy stuff from Manscaped, you will win that free doll. That's it. No, we're done. That's yep. it. As soon as we know you can track 100 people that subscribe to the Giants Brawl and order from Manscaped, you will get you will get a free sex doll. So that's also yeah. part of it. You don't have to buy it. We want receipts. <laughs> you got to show us proof, though. There's got to be proof in the pudding. Please. She'll haunt your dreams. <laughs> so I guess sure. getting around to the NFL, the first thing we should probably bring up is 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 Dak Prescott's contract, right? If you were living on a planet, uh, you know, on another planet, or maybe been hiding in the caves for a couple of days, the Cowboys reached in their pockets like they usually do, and somehow pulled out this four four year, hundred and sixty million dollar contract with a hundred and twenty six million guarantee. He's set to make seventy five million in the first year, which is outrageous with a sixty six million dollar signing bonus. I mean, bro, you want to go from talking about like not being like welcomed and honored and loved to fucking talking about getting paid also. And here's something that people aren't really talking about with this deal. He has a non-exclusive tag deal already put in where basically they, uh, excuse me, a no tag provision is what they call it with the no trade clause. So basically for the next four years, the Cowboys got to pay this motherfucker at a year five. If he wants to go play for a contending Super Bowl team, bye-bye Cowboys that do come out. I and they can't it, do man. shit about it. Dude, I, I love that. <laughs> like, I, I even love how 
like all the signing bonus, like like sixty million dollars. That's that's insane for a signing bonus. And now his first year, that's why his cap is kind of low, so that Dallas could go out and like sign a couple guys this year. But I mean, that's just that's just fantastic, man. For four years, you're gonna be stuck with that asshole. Serious, Dallas. And you know, and look, you know what? I, I look. Everybody questions this, and to me, I, I don't get it. But since when does it was an individual break their fucking ankle and, and have a compound fracture? Because that's how serious Dax was. And all of a sudden, the next year, they come back and the ankle's fine. They're running around. They can throw the ball. They can plant. They can fucking throw the ball downfield. Like, I get it. It's not his arm. It's not his shoulder. It's not his knee, right? Because everybody thinks the knee is worse. But are you really going to sit there and tell me that you break that portion of your body and all of a sudden, the following season, you're going to come back 100%? You're going to be even better? Like, that's fucking insane, dude. Like, and, and honestly, that's one of the big things that I've been talking about with Jalen Waddle, right? Like, that's my biggest concern in regards to him. Dude broke his ankle, tried to come back. He was running around on the field in January, like hobbling around and limping. I mean, it's clear that that's not just something you break. And then in two weeks, you're back to normal. Like, it was like changing a fucking tire on a car or something. <laughs> Bro, bad deal. I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say Dak sucks. I'm not going to say that. Um, but I do know one thing. Offensive lines in football, they can make a bad quarterback look good. They can make a look make they can make a great quarterback look bad, um, and everything in between. So, uh, when you have the best offensive line in football for the first four years of your career, when you have um, I don't want to give them the credit for it, but you have Zeke, who is a top three or was a top three running back in the league. Um, that's going to take a lot of the pressure off of you, where you can kind of sit back and be the the secondary figure. Um, on the, on the offense. So that's, you know, we'll get on the day with Saquon, but that's a different story. Yeah, um, I think, I think there's going to be a coming, uh, a coming to Jesus moment for them in the next year and a half, two years, because their offensive line is aging and that $40 million a year annual, annual value, that is going to cripple them. They got a ton of monster contracts on that team and they're going to be hamstrung. I'm telling you now they're going to be hamstrung. And maybe they're okay this season, but after that, they're going to be joining fucking the Eagles in the basement, looking well, back it, up at us. It's funny Hallelujah. you mentioned that old line. You know, a couple of the main guys had gotten hurt, and then they brought in a bunch of these younger guys that, I don't know, you know, you could kind of make an argument that maybe some of them will kind of gel together and they will move forward. They should definitely be looking old linemen with that 10th pick in the draft. That's for certainty. And you know what? You never know. You know, I don't doubt Dallas with that old offensive line. They always put it together. But you did see, and I don't give a shit. You know, you could say, oh, it was because Dak wasn't there, Dak this. That old line got worse and worse as the season progressed for them. And yet you saw Zeke fucking suffer terribly with that shit. So if they don't correct that immediately, that's going to be an issue. And I don't give a fuck how much you pay Dak. He ain't going to be able to run around with, with an offensive line. That's shit. That's a big no, issue for them. For that, sure. it, it, it's one of the most the, the universal truth of football is you need to have a good offensive line. They they were all drafted five, six, seven, eight years ago at this point. They're all aged out at this point. They're not going to be as good as they once were. You're going to get new bodies in there, new coaching staff. No one talks about the fact that they have Mike McCarthy as the head coach now. Everybody was clowning him all season, and then all of a sudden the season ended, and we forgot that Mike McCarthy is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. That's not <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> That's not a good thing, bro. Right? Like. I don't know. Mike, what are your thoughts on the Dak signing? Yeah, 100%. Oh, dude, I loved it. I, I, I couldn't wait for them to <laughs> sign him, man. I was like, yo, pay that man. Pay him. Just, you know, clog up that salary cap, man. Dallas just loves overpaying these fucking guys, man. Seriously. Harry Jones, like, that's what he does. Like, I don't know what took so long, to be honest. I don't know. They were trying to, like, lowball him or whatever. But I tell you, to pay that motherfucker that kind of money. And you're right, Jules, coming off that ankle. 
And part of his game is like scrambling, running around and, you know, running for first downs as well. So I'm interested to see like if he comes back, like, you know, hundred percent, you know, we'll see what happens, but you know, either way, the giants are just going to hurt him again next year anyway. So. I mean, it's amazing though, because look, I mean, granted, they don't really have any like big time money tied up on the defensive side of things. But if you look offensively, they signed Dak now to this big contract. They got Zeke signed to a big contract. They said they signed Amari Cooper to a big contract. How the fuck yeah. do they have all this money where they can keep signing these big time players? Like that shit drives me crazy, dude. Signing bonuses. Oh, dude. Signing bonuses. Yeah, that's what it is. And extending the length of the deal, like these guaranteed money, like where you can put, you know, Short, you know, short money in the first couple of years or, you know, back loaded, front loaded, whatever you got to do. Look at the Rams, dude. The Rams just, they got a squad. They they pay everybody, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. like, for people that say, like, the Giants, like, you know, again, like, they don't have the money. They don't have the salary cap. Like, you just don't know. you like, of course they got the fucking money. If they want to pay somebody that's going to fit the team, they're going to pay them. And Leonard Williams, he's going to get his fucking money, too. So don't even fucking sweat it. And listen, you know, with the with the with the tag deadline coming in officially today, March 9th at 4 p.m., a couple of notable players got tagged, a couple of notable players didn't get tagged. But as for the yeah. Giants, and of course, as we all know, Leonard Williams got tagged. But what he got was, and I just want to be clear on this because one thing that's not often talked about, there are actually three different types of tags that a, a franchise could put on a player, right? They could put an exclusive tag, a non-exclusive tag, and they could also put a transition a transition tag. And the main difference between the three, and by the way, Leonard Williams got the non-exclusive. The main difference between the three is once you put the exclusive tag on a player, they can no longer talk to anybody outside, but you can only use that on that player one time. So therefore, Leonard Williams doesn't qualify any longer with it. What they did was they put this non-exclusive, which is basically the same sort of payout as the exclusive tag would be, where it's you know five uh, the average top five players in their position or 120 times 120 times higher than what you 120 percent higher rather than what you paid them the previous season, and it has to be the greater of the two, right? And in this case, Leonard Williams would fall under the 120 percent of what he paid last year, which kind of comes out to about 19.35 million per year if we leave it like that. But here's here's two things to that: the non-exclusive offer allows him to still talk to other teams. And what it does is it gives the Giants an opportunity that if they come with a long-term deal, it gives the Giants automatic privilege to match that. And if he decided to walk and go with this other team for whatever reason, the Giants would then get two first-round picks from that uh, other team. So, I mean, that's huge, right? So you're yeah. basically kind of locking up because no team's going to go out there, sign them the big money, and then give up first-round picks. That shit ain't happening, all right? So don't believe in that dream. That shit ain't happening. Right. No way. Bro, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, right? And quickly, the last yeah. something that's values as much is the transition tag, which is the top ten salaries. But then the player can go negotiate with someone else, and if they sign with them, there's no compensation. With all that said, those are your three different tags. He got the non-exclusive. The good thing about this is that until free agency actually starts, which is scheduled for March 17th at 4 p.m. It can change because as of today, on March 9th, we still do not have an actual agreement on what the salary cap has to be for the 2021 season, and that could extend the actual opening time for the free agency. What all this means and said and done is that the Giants can restructure or offer a contract to Leonard Williams in the next week or so, and maybe even beyond that, depending upon what they're going to do, where they can actually reconstruct this whole type of contract and they don't have to eat that $19.35 million hit. 
So it's not all said and done. It's not like Leonard Williams has to get paid 19 million plus this year. The Giants can still offer him a contract and fit it into that structure. So there's some things going on there that I think a couple of people kind of look like because they're outrageous. This was going, God damn it. We signed Leonard Williams. Oh my God. We had a cap. We're going to fuck Gettleman. I can't take this team anymore. So calm down. <laughs> there's still time to work out an agreement with him where we could fit this into 2021 a little bit better. <laughs> Bro, I can't believe that people have been saying that shit. They're flipping out about about the franchise tag. They were paying nineteen million. The the chances of him actually playing on the franchise tag, I feel like, are like ten percent. Because either they're not going to work out a deal, or they may do the same thing that they did to Josh Norman back in the day, and they just they just rescind the tag and call it a day. I don't know how likely that is to happen. Listen, we can't speak for the players because we don't know what's in their head, but I know that if I'm trying to do something and try to be great or whatever it is that I'm doing, whether it's sales, football, you want to be a fucking cook, whatever the story is. If someone puts you in a position to be the best version of yourself where it opened the door up for you to sign a $100 million contract where you wouldn't have had it. If, if he didn't have the season he had this, this season under Patrick Graham and Joe Judge, he's not talking about getting $19 million a year or anything like that from any team, Giants included. So – in my, in my mind, if I'm him, I'm thinking, why would I not want to stay with the Giants? I could, work, I could stay with Joe Judge and Patrick Graham for at least another season or two with Patrick Graham, how, however long it takes for him to get a head coaching job, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully a long time. Um, and you, you, can, you, can be, you can be an elite player for the next four or five years, whatever it is, in New York. I, I, just, I can't see them not getting a deal done. You know, it, this is just part of negotiation. People just – it's like they never even bought a car before. Like, usually you don't go to the dealership and buy it on the first fucking visit. Sometimes you got to fucking stop at a couple of places and have a fucking conversation with a couple of people. You, you might want to go to Honda and then like Toyota or something like that, right? You know, and then maybe you go back to Honda. Who knows? <laughs> Bro, you go, to, go to a couple of different Honda places, whatever the story is. You know, hopefully, he'll be, hopefully you get it. He'll yeah. be back. He'll, be, he'll definitely be back. He wants to come back. The Giants want him back. They put it in public. They put it in private. They told him privately. So... And and they got to like with putting this tag on, they, they have they can negotiate with him until July fifteenth. So we could be talking about this turn to, to the fucking summertime. If it's past July fifteenth, then he has to play on that tag for the year for that amount of money. But I I think they'll get the deal done. They got you know they got something good going on in, in Giant Stadium. So be prepared for him to get a, a deal fairly shortly. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One thing to note also, uh, the Giants have a history of when they're talking about their their best players, Eli, Strahan, Odell, um, they usually wait to the last second to, to sign them. They generally are very patient. I remember Eli getting signed like right before the season. Strahan had that whole situation with the contract. Like they, they have a history of doing this. It's just part of the negotiation. Don't flip out. The guy's going to be here, and it's not going to be anywhere near the amount of money that you think he's going to be paid this year. And the Giants will, if they want Listen, Dalvin, Dalvin will be here. Yeah, and don't forget this happened back in 2015 with JPP, right? We franchised him. That. That's when he went out and blew off his fucking finger that holiday, that, that fucking July Fourth World Weekend, and then literally had to wait 2016, and we we tagged him again in 17, played the 17th season, and then we didn't come to negotiations and reach a deal and sign him again. I don't see that being the case with Leonard Williams. You know, again, at first I was sort of balking at it myself, but when you really think about it, this gives us an opportunity to really work out a good contract with them. I and mean, listen, let's forget. We were joking about Dak and this deal and all that kind of shit, but Cowboys have been talking to Dak about working out a real deal for two seasons now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, like this shit's been ongoing for two years before they actually reach something to get Dak in the house, right? So, like, give them a little more time on Leonard Williams. You know, the whole reason why I was saying until March 17th that they get that deadline in is just simply because that's when free agency starts. And you'd like to in good idea have an idea of what we're paying this guy so that at the very least we know what else is freed up because – in all honesty, there was a couple of wide receivers that did not get franchise tagged like we thought they might, one in particular. But the two that we did, and we knew they would, is, of course, Chris Godwin. I think he might have been the first one of the big wide receivers to get tagged earlier today. And then Allen Robinson mm-hmm. kind of followed maybe about an hour or so after that. But one of the big ones, man, Kenny Galladay does not get tagged by the Detroit Lions. And immediately... All of them, Bleachers, CBS, all the networks popping that shit out there. Miami and the Giants are the front runners for Kenny yeah. Galladay. Come on, home, baby. I love it, blue already. <laughs> there yeah. was rumors last week or, or something like that. There was a, a report that an insider was saying there's 90-95% deal done between the Giants and, and Kenny Galladay. Now, it's the offseason. It's going to sell papers, and it's the New York market, so that's why we get by far and away the most attention and the most annoying attention possible. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Um but hopefully it's fucking true, bro. Hopefully it's fucking true. I would love for it to be true, but yeah, 99% like a deal's done like before even free agency <laughs> started. Like, who's that? That guy is the definition of clickbait. I mean, listen, I'll be like, I'll be rooting for him, man. I hopefully he's fucking right. I would love Kenny Galladay on the Giants, man. That's that's the number one wide receiver that man. If that yeah, he might make a name for himself in New York if he fucking comes here, man. Listen, and that's the thing you gotta think of too, right? Like, if you start, like, weighing out the pros and the cons, if you're Kenny Galladay, let's just say, right? And, again, you know, we're going to put money aside and, and, you know, cap things and all that kind of talk because, you know, we can't get into that because we don't really know the mechanics behind it, especially with some big contracts still looming with the Giants and, you know, things that got to be worked out. But if you start comparing shit, right, like, all right, so I can go play in Miami. They haven't won shit in forever. But the weather's nice and they have stay-free taxes, right? Or I can come up to New York. At least we've won in the, in the last fucking century, not like fucking Miami. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and here, yes, granted, nowadays with social media and, and everything else going on and media and whatnot, 
you know, you could still get your name out there playing in fucking Utah, right? But but when you still come to New York, it's still fucking New York, man. You know, and we love our players. Like, once you become that no. sort of player, New York fans put you on, like, this extra step and, and pre- you know, and pedestal where it's like, look, this is the greatest fucking player ever. Like, we'll sit there, we'll talk about Eli being elite. He's the greatest and all this shit. Well, he beat Tom Brady twice, right? We love that shit. We get behind our star players. So y'all have that here. And now knowing that you'll come in and here you're working with a young quarterback, a young team, a young head coach, everything kind of brewing where you're going to be centered around being the man as far as the offensive wide receiver position is concerned. You got a great running back. You have some other good weapons on offense. I mean, I think it's more attractive than going to Miami. That, that's all I'm saying, at least if you had to like choose in, in that looking at things. I don't know what you guys think. Well, listen, if he if he comes here, I tell you, man, if he, as long as he gets past that little injury bug he had last year, because yeah. last year was kind of like a wasted year for him. So let's, hopefully he comes here and he's fresh. But I tell you, the two years before that in Detroit, he had like, you know, 16 TDs. He had 1,200 yards, you know, in 2019. He had like over 1,000 in 2018. So this guy's a beast, man. He could straight up ball. He could get separation. He gets open. Uh, I tell you, man, we, we need him. We need him. I don't care. Pay the fucking guy. Pay him. Pay him and Leonard Williams and Thomason and everybody. Get everybody here. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing, man? What are we doing, man? I've had Kenny Gallagher on my fantasy team the last couple of seasons on multiple teams, man. Like, I've been all over that, dude. He's a beast, man. You know, yeah. If we if we get him in, if he's in, in blue, I, I would be yeah. I would be ecstatic. You know what? Fucking put the injury bug behind. Train your ass off and let's go, man. Like, yo, he could be that. He he could be that digs that was that was in Buffalo to what we would need him in the Giants. I mean, it, it literally. It, I'm not gonna say you know all of a sudden. I'm not look. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be clear on this. I'm not gonna say that if we got Kenny Galladay, all of a sudden Daniel Jones becomes Josh Allen. I'm not saying that, right? I'm not putting it out there. I like Josh Allen, okay? And I'm not going to put it out there. Even though I said he'd be better than Kyler Murray, that's because I can't stand that motherfucker. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) with that said, Galladay does have that capability of being that guy that can literally transform this offense into that type of team. And then you could build and put some more blocks together with the draft. So, I mean, it would be huge for us. It would be tremendous. And I don't know. Look, if they can – they have to restructure a couple of guys, Solder, Zeitler, and and obviously, you know, Leonard Williams, in order to make this happen. We got a week. You know, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Hopefully that shit will get worked out. I, honestly, man, I, 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 uh, to get into the player's head again, if you're Kenny Galladay, I understand, you know, the fans inside Giants Nation doesn't – maybe they just don't want to admit it to themselves. I don't know what the story is, but they don't allow themselves to look at the potential of what this team could look like. But Saquon is a feared opponent for anybody who's going to go up against them. And you know what? We fans did not vote Evan Ingram into the Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> it definitely was not us. Um, what it was was the, was the players and coaches in the NFL, they respect him uh, enough that he ended up getting enough votes to go to the Pro Bowl. Yes, it was because there was a few guys that should have made it that were hurt. But at the end of the day, he's not far off from from the top of the spe- top of the NFC as far as respected tight ends. Last year with the team, he had a couple. Bad drops, he had a couple bad drops and it made it exaggerated. Oh well, that's for sure. There was there. You take those six seven plays away, and he, those are just drops that hit the floor. You know what? They stall drives, whatever it is. But the fact that they were so so ridiculously. No. Um, crippling with the way they the turnovers and all that, whatever. You, we don't have to rehash the story. 
The guy still nightmares already with that shit. Look, what if he called yeah, him, I, two, I, right? Like I don't know, a couple of shits would have been first fucking thousand. Maybe we win one more game. We're in the fucking playoffs. So. <laughs> Bro, so the point I'm trying to make is if you're Kenny Galladay, you're, you're you know that you know that you people you, whatever team you go to, your expectations is your wide receiver one, you're looking for a big contract. You're going to have to play up to it, or at least, you know, you should want to play up to it. Um, and where would a better place be to, to go than a team that your running back is going to demand attention first and foremost before anybody else on the team? And then you have a, a, a tight end on offense. And that's not even talking about if we end up drafting Kyle Pitts. Like, God, God forbid we can get so lucky to have that end up happening. Right. So you have Evan Ingram. That's going to take attention away from the middle of the field at least or whatever it ends up, whoever ends up covering him. Kenny Gallaudet is in a favorable position where a large portion, a much larger portion of his attention uh, is, is, or a much, it'll be, it'll be, the, the attention will be focused on him much less than he would on some other teams just based off the personnel that, that's here. Hey, and, you know, that's a great point like, because, listen, the whole time in, in, in Kenny Galladay's career, he never once had a quality running back like Saquon Barkley. He never did. Let's just put it out there, right? So, like, there was a lot more attention drawn to the receivers because that's all Matthew Stafford did was just fucking throw the ball around, right? So here's an opportunity where he's going to have a lot more, you know, of a chance to get open. And look, say what you want to say about Evan Ingram. The Giants are keeping him around for a reason. Like I said, the only way I ever see this guy getting traded is if we get, like, a really good offer of some sort of return. Or right. if we end up getting Kyle Pitts and they're like, look, we re-signed Leo and fucking, you know, he's going to restructure his contract, which was obviously done earlier this week. And, you know, with him being a blocking back, we could bring this kid in and he'll be a little bit more for the passing downs. And as he matures and gets the whole thing down, he's going to be our guy. Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Evan Ingram still got something to play for, you know, and, and he's not, it's not like this dude is just done. Like, you know, he did just come off a of fucking pro bowl season. And everybody just wants to harp on the fact that he had those bad passes that resulted in the interception. So we're writing this motherfucker off like he sucks, right? Jules, that's what social media does. It makes yeah, everything it. more exaggerated. So everybody sees right. that and they just fucking they hamper on it. But like the guy's he's good, man. He's, he gets separation. He's a difference maker. Like he had a bad game because Arizona went with those four four and they were just fucking they had him over the top, over the middle, they and he couldn't really do anything because he had no other difference makers on the fucking team. So John, you're right. If they bring back Bar you know, Barker gets healthy, they have to key on him. If they got a number one wide out in Kenny Galladay, they, they're not going to be able to fucking double team him because they're going to be worried about fucking the box in the box with Barkley. They're going to worry about, you know, Shepard coming out from the other outside, whoever's our slot receiver is going to be. Yeah. And, you know, Ingram, I mean, you know, listen, we get a couple different makers. Sky's the limit. We average 17 fucking points a game. If we average like 24 to 27 with that defense, with everybody coming back, you know, man, we, you know, these fans are going to be in for a shot because we're going to be a fucking good team and we're going to be good for a fucking long fucking time. Let me tell you. Bro, fuck yeah, bro. So, listen, <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to stick up for him too much because, listen, he's it's an open wound right now. Maybe if he turns around and has a good season next season, you know, we could we could forgive and forget. And, uh, and, you know, listen, if he ends up having a good season, maybe we even extend them or resign him. Um, so I, but I think the biggest thing with that, back, real quick, and I don't mean to jump in right there, but I think the biggest problem with him was the fact that everybody thought he was going to be Travis Kelsey, and he's not, all right? And we proved that shit. But if he becomes the third option on that team where you got a guy like Slayton just fucking running down the field, another reason why we don't need Jalen Waddle. But uh, you got him just shooting down the fucking field and pulling that safety deep. And then you got Kenny Galladay and Shepard running over the middle with Ingram. And then you got Barkley coming out of the backfield, bro. Like, that, that is workable. And that's terrifying. Missing that shit. So one more point, though, about Ingram. 
last season, not 2020, 2019, he didn't have anywhere even close to the same drops problem. Maybe that's because Saquon was healthy. I don't know. I, I'm not a professional athlete, but I can imagine when you go into these games, you are fucking nervous. And maybe some guys don't have that mental strength to be able to just play ball and they get in their own heads. They try too hard, close your hands too quick, whatever the fucking story is. Um, and then they're making mistakes like that. You saw from Saquon with the dancing too much behind when they didn't have a good offensive line. You saw from Daniel Jones those you know f- four or five, six weeks after Saquon got hurt this year. You saw it at Evan Ingram this year because he was trying to make up and be the playmaker for the team that they needed. You see it from you see it in baseball, you see it in basketball, you see it in all sports. Sometimes guys try too hard, they get in their own heads, and it fucks up. And maybe if Evan Ingram could go in a little more of a zen place, maybe the NFL allows him to start smoking pot or whatever it is, and he can yeah. smoke up a dube before yep. he fucking plays on Sundays. Just get high, Evan. Bro, 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 I'll fucking roll him up for you, bro. I'll come up everything. And, and just, listen, yeah, it's a great point. Like, look, man, maybe he was feeling the pressure because he felt like he should have been the number one guy on offense this year. Everybody was, Jules. Yeah, Everybody you know, on offense was feeling the pressure. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that that's really kind of what it boiled down to, you know? I mean, 17 points are averaging. I think the whole offense as a whole, because, you know, they hear it. They fucking hear it every week. They can't score points, this and that. Of course they felt the fucking pressure, especially where the defense was playing. But, yeah, I mean, how can you fucking blame them? You lose their best player on offense in week two. Rookie offensive line. Fuck you, Kim Jones. They're fucking young. Before we jump into that, I just wanted to give one other quick notable <laughs> thing because there are a couple of other notable wide receivers that didn't get tagged and they will be in free agency. Obviously, Juju Smith, who I think, honestly, if I had to make a prediction, I think I could see him in Miami or on the Jets staying in the AFC, not being in the North. You have uh, Corey Davis, who we've been talking about as maybe a bargain wide receiver, bringing him in, or Curtis Samuel. You got yeah. Will Fuller out there, too. Look, I don't know. The guy can never stay healthy. The guy busted with PEDs and all that shit. But you yeah. could definitely probably get him on a, on a discount. And another name that's been sort of being tossed around, and it'd be a good revenge if we brought him back to the NFCs, is Nelson Aguilar. I don't know if I'm a big fan, but that's another name that's been kind of getting tossed around out there. I, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm like, oh, bring him in or anything. But those are your sort of notable wide receiver names that are still remaining that didn't get tagged today. It was Will Fuller. You want to comment on that Nelson Aguilar? I saw your face when I said that. I'm just saying the names that are out there. Apparently, he had this like reborn season out in fucking Las Vegas, and and the Eagles were never utilizing him properly. I don't fucking know, man. People got a lot of shit to talk, but there's no nothing going on. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Will Fuller, man, he kind of reminds me of Golden Tate, doesn't he? Like. (laughs) <laughs> injury PDs. He's quick, but he kind of just shows up once in a while, right? Like, I, don't, I don't trust Will Fuller at all. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, listen, I no. saved those last two names to the end for a reason. It's like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Juju going to Miami. Yeah, that's it. That's a good one. I could, I could see him right? definitely going there. Like he loves it's your show. Like go ahead, go down to South Beach, bro. You look like you love, you fucking hang out down there. <laughs> he does. I don't want. I don't want him anywhere near fucking MetLife Stadium unless we're fucking beating them, whoever team he fucking you know, plays for. The Miami could work out a trade for old Del Beckham and the both of them could go fucking party on a boat. <laughs> yeah, go on the fucking boats, you jackasses. Yo, what about about if Miami, like if Miami had three, like if they don't go chase, if they don't go chase, like, yo, what do, who do they go after, you know? If yeah, they sign no, like a number one wide receiver, like if they get Juju or Galladay, like, where are they going to go at number three now? 
Seriously, I mean, listen. Yo, then, then, then that's where that brings up. I mean, look, if if that is the case, and they don't end up making a trade, right? They don't, they don't do that crazy two for Watson switching picks around, all that craziness. I mean, you you got to go with that kid, uh, Penny Penny Sewell, right? I think I said that right. The uh, offensive yeah, tackle cool. out from Oregon, you know. Yeah, look, protect him. I mean, listen, he he protected the shit out of Herbert, you know, in in twenty nineteen. So I mean that that guy's a, that's sure. a change of that's it. You bring in a protection, you bring in a number one wide receiver. They're talking about signing some of these free agent running backs. You know, there they, they could be some. There could definitely be some progress there. That's cool. what I would think they would end up doing. So maybe Miami and Cincy goes with both those offensive tackles. Yeah, Rashawn Slater, Slater and him and, and that kid. I mean, it's an idea. Man, I, tell, I was kind of hoping. No joke, I was kind of hoping for one of them to kind of slip to the fucking Giants. But the more I keep hearing, like I think the Giants might keep fucking Solder around. I think he might be start our starting right tackle. The way they're talking about him, the way Joe Judge said he want wanted to keep him today in the press conference, I like yeah, you know, maybe that he restructures the contract and sticks around on this team. Like, listen, like he he won Super Bowls in New England. He's not that bad. He had a bad year last year, of course, because you know his head wasn't in there. He wasn't working out. He's worried about his son. All the Giants fans that want him out of here that think he's fucking so terrible. He wasn't so terrible for us the year before last. You know, so, so like maybe he's our, you know, right tackle. And then we kind of solidified that line because Fleming, man, that was a mistake. I mean, yeah, so, no, I, let, I mean, listen, I, <laughs> I keep him. I, I keep Nate now. The more like I, you hear about Judge and, you know, get him and talking about him, maybe he don't get cut. I mean, listen, you know, and we were kind of mentioning that last week. You know, look, you know, Matt Pert is probably the future, and he could be, right? He showed a lot of potential, but he's not quite there yet to be the starting right tackle. I, I wouldn't want to yeah. throw him into the wolves like that. And Maybe. if he gets sold to restructure his contract and sort of be like a mentor to Matt Pert, what better mentor is a guy that played with you know, the New England Patriots, won Super Bowls, was a starting big-time tackle at one point, and now has moved over to the right side. I mean, it, it would be fucking perfect. We just we just got to restructure his contract, and keeping him there for this year would be, would be fantastic. I think he would yeah. be – Way more effective than Cam Fleming was. Without yeah, a doubt in my fucking mind. You know, getting Matt Purd in there to give him some blows so he gets some rest on the sideline, get extra rest. Doesn't even have to be in there every series. You know, like I said, the biggest thing with that is his restructuring his contract, and I'll be all on it for him. I don't give a fuck. Give Nate another year. It's all good with me. Yeah, they like him. I they would, like Nate. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even mind the comeback story either. Um, I think every single person in, in the Giants fan base, whether you like Adam and don't like Adam or whatever the story is, Every single person has a soft spot for Nate Solder because of the shit that he went through. Of course. And everybody likes a good comeback story. So if you can have a chance where – yeah. No, John, like imagine like a comeback story with like, you know, Nate, uh, you know, proving people wrong, people proving the giant fan base wrong. Daniel Jones having a great year, proving the fan base wrong. Dave will get him in like with the draft this year and free agent signings, proving the whole fan base wrong, that it does actually take time. And we go out and win double-digit games next year. How gratifying would that fucking be? Like, I might just buy fucking yeah. 10 sex dolls and have them all shipped to my house and just go crazy for them. <laughs> Orgy. We, we'll be giving them out with, bro, with Giants bro t-shirts on them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that before. <laughs> we'll paint them all fucking blue. <laughs> paint blue t-shirts on them. Like, I mean, how, how, um, how gratifying would that be, though? For real. For yeah, real. Like, yo, you, you left out one big player, man. You left out Saquon. I don't know how you left out your boy, dude. <laughs> dude yo, listen. Be, between all our fucking Giants bro fucking feed with Saquon, everybody knows that motherfucker's on top of it. <laughs> I can't wait till he just starts jumping over the fucking... I, I want him to jump over the players that he's going against and a couple fans. Like, you know what I mean? Fuck them. 
Fuck the fake fans. And, and then, then when he gets in the end zone, he does that fucking dunk on the goalpost type shit. Like every time, you know? For real. For real. <laughs> Bring it, man. God. Yeah. I, I would just love that. I'm sick of hearing all this fucking nonsense. For real. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You're not fucking real fans. Yeah, we we, we gotta get them on the field again. Yeah. Sure. But people, I think people honestly have forgotten. You know, they they yeah, saw that, that, yeah. the injury kind of plague, you know, 2019. Then all of a sudden he goes down in 2020. Everybody's like, I don't even know who the fuck Saquon Barkley is. Did he play at Penn State or some shit? I don't even know. <laughs> who is forget, that guy? Is that Kajana how Carter? Forget, <laughs> how do you forget 2,000 total yards? Kajana Carter. <laughs> Come on, man. 2,020 yards behind the, an atrocious offensive atrocious. line. Atrocious. Atrocious offensive line. Motherfucker goes off for 2,000 yards. Even still... Even after he got hurt in 2019, he had a 300-yard game. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It was only like 293. Sorry. Uh, not 300. Bro, you're, I mean, the kid's a fucking God-level athlete, man. And more than anything else, I, I just I, – I, that, that vindication and that fucking smug smile that Dave Gettleman's going to have if, God, if this actually fucking happens and they're having an end-of-season press conference and the Giants went to – Went to the playoffs, ended up maybe even winning a playoff game or two. That end the season press conference, I would literally sit there if I was Dave Gettleman with a full fucking erection, just in the camera on Zoom and just rubbing it in all their fucking faces. And that goes for you too, fucking Kim Jones, you fucking cunt. Right, you want to bring us in on the Kim Jones fucking thing here? Because she, she was tweeting some stupid shit out. Former, former. <laughs> no, bro, bro. Did you hear the fucking interview with the the press conference with Dave Gettleman today? I didn't hear the whole thing, but I know I know the highlights oh. of it. I know what she tweeted out. I know I know the gist behind it. But if you want to give us some more detail, let's go. Oh my god, uh, Mike, do you want me to do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Go ahead, John. Go do it, man. I'll try. <laughs> so I think I think he's gonna put so many B and Fs and C words in there. Right. That shit. Fucking, they're doing a press conference with this guy. Mind you, he's a 70-something-year-old cancer fucking survivor. So be that as it may, whatever. They're doing a, uh, an off-season press conference. They start talking about the offensive line, and she starts asking them questions about, you know, how could you say it's a, it's an offense, a young offensive line when you have Solder and you have Zeitler? And she's talking specifically about the 2020 offensive line, right? Solder didn't play in 2020, so I guess she forgot that aspect of it. Secondly... You had Andrew Thomas, who was like 22 years old. You had fucking Matt Pert playing half of the season. You had Shane Lemieux playing mo most of the season at left guard. You had fucking uh, Nick Cates, who was a second or second or third year player playing a new position. The only person who was even remotely advanced in their career was Kevin Zeitler. So anyway, they're talking wait, 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 about can I, can, since you said Kevin Zeitler, I got to just jump in there for a quick minute. You know, you know how does everybody hear like when we talk about say like a Julio Jones, right? Would you guys not consider Julio Jones still like an elite wide receiver? I don't know. Seriously, would you? Yes or no, yes. Mike? Yes, absolutely, right? Yes. John, would you agree? Elite fucking Hello. wide receiver. He's thirty-two. Hello, Jules. Oh, I'm sorry. Zaylin just turned fucking thirty-one. All of a sudden, he's an old oh, man. man. We're oh, talking man. about Julio Jones being a fucking elite fucking wide elite. Not that he slowed down. Yeah. No, no, he can still catch 100 fucking passes in 2021 at 32 years old. But Kim Jones is going to call Zeitler 31 years old, just turned it in January, an old man. Okay, John, I'm sorry. So, no, John, John, hold on, John. If you're calling if you're calling a 31-year-old man fucking old, I'm in trouble. Dude, I, I should be in a nursing home, man, I, right? I mean, what the fuck? Should I be retiring from, from my no, fucking but, job right now? You know, like, what the fuck? Hey, yo, it's not like Kim Jones is fucking 25 either. You know what I mean? Like, you know. He's 51. In her early 40s, nothing wrong with it, of course. But it's like. He's 51. 
Yo, you know the dude's gonna go for a fucking few more seasons. The guy can play at least 35. He's a fucking offensive lineman. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of what it was. She was trying to put the pressure on Gettleman and yep. say that he's in his fourth year rebuilding and all this nonsense. And then she wanted to call him out for two offensive linemen where one of them was the best graded offensive lineman we had last year. And all of a sudden, at turning 31 in January, he's over the hill and he's an old man. Like he's a running back that's been getting fucking pounded on in 300 carries for the last 10 seasons. It's not the same fucking position, bro. Like, give me a fucking. Tom Brady's like 70 years old still throwing touchdowns like give me a break man it's the problem bro the problem was the fucking audacity to ask the question him give you a civil reasonable answer saying hey we have you know a a few guys that are 22 years old on his line here i'm not really sure what you're talking about said in the nicest most applicable way possible and she fucking snaps and yells at this guy on a fucking public conference call that the entire fucking sports world is listening or could be listening to she really, she really got like out of character like that. Yells. Oh, that's all I missed. Yeah. <laughs> well, how could you say that, Dave? Yeah, how could you say that if you have salt like snaps at him and calls him a liar outright? On basically calls not using the word liar, but basically insinuates you're calling him a liar without calling him a liar on a fucking conference call. Like you guys aren't in a fucking break room at MetLife Stadium having a conversation. <laughs> like, you're bro. What are you salty about? What is your you're a reporter? You're supposed to be professional. We're the fans. We can go off. We can have emotions on this, this uh, on whatever we want, good or bad or whatever the story is. But you're a reporter. You're supposed to have some type of professionalism, and you go and you fucking snap like okay. a fucking thirteen year old was on Yo, a fucking second period. Let's get bro. Kim Jones on Giants brawl and let her get salty with Mike like that and see what the fuck happens. <laughs> <laughs> It was just it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. It's like she snapped at him and fucking calls him a liar. I was like, I, I fucking had to rewind that. I was like, did this girl just do that? Like, are you really that mad that Gettleman sent Odell away from fucking MetLife into Cleveland where you don't go anymore? You can't fucking suck his dick whenever you want. That's what you're fucking mad about, you fucking dumb cunt. I fucking. Bro, I there it was to see what was dropped. Okay, I mean, was up with one of you two. The people <laughs> has <Snap>. arrived. <laughs> I was waiting for it the whole time. <laughs> Yo, for people that don't, just listen to the depot going after that dude like that podcast we talked about a couple weeks ago that he was on. Man, it was just like that. Man, John brings it up. Man, you just don't know. Bro, it rests at 97.6 or whatever it says when I walk into the fucking gym. I thought it was 98.6. Apparently it's 97 point whatever. So you you fucking just you you fucking get me going, bro. And you I, 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 you just get mad. Like like I don't know, man. From zero to six Every, pretty quick there, John. <laughs> you go back to that dark side again. We're bringing up the dark side of 2021. <laughs> zero to sixty in three point seven. Bro, it's just it, it, it fucking made me so mad because she's sitting there trying to bait him to write this fucking smear piece on him because that's what she's fucking good for. Like, ah, it just bothered me. And then all these fucking fake-ass Giants fans, oh, oh, good for you. You fucking stuck up. Like, get the fuck out of here, all you guys. All of you. Well, wasn't it like it wasn't it like officially National Women's Day yesterday or something like that? So, you know, maybe she just didn't uh-huh. get an opportunity to speak up and represent that day. So she figured, fuck it. I'm going to take advantage of this shit on Dave Gettleman. I'm going to bring out the women in me. Let's go. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> bring it up to a stupid fucking boy. It's like, man, you could have saved that shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I fucking bought it so much. Yeah. It did. Like, I got it. You don't like it. Be a fucking professional. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, it irked me. It definitely irked me hearing that fucking question. But only in New York, man. They, that that's what these that's fucking it. media people do, man. They they try to get under like these people's skin and try to make them look fucking good and look smarter than what actually GM is. That's exactly what it is. So fuck her, man. Fuck these people. And I mean, fuck yeah, Dan yeah. Graziano, that old Giants beat reporter that works for ESPN now. Fuck him too, man. He blocked <laughs> me on Twitter, that piece of shit, because I I went after with his fucking bullshit. Fuck you, Dan. Piece what did he do? He blocked you? Oh, years ago, because he, oh. he used to be a giant hater. He used to go after, what, everything terrible, what they're doing. Even though he's right, because he used to tell me about Jerry <laughs> Reese and spending $200 million to save his fucking contract. I'm like, fuck you. We're going to the Super Bowl now, you asshole. I mean, all right, Dan, you were right about that one, man. Fuck you, though. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Them being right or wrong is one thing. The, the spinning narrative to try to fucking slander people just because – you, oh, I'm a New York reporter. This is what I have to do. Like, yeah, right. bro, just go fuck yourself. Like, that's what you got to make a living doing. Slander fucking pieces to try to get run people out of their fucking jobs. We might as well have Maury Povich just fucking come on and fucking ask the tough questions and shit. You know? You are not the father. Get him and you are not the father of this young offensive line. These fucking people. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Listen, I love that Maury Povich. That shit was great, dude. I actually went on that show one time, like in the audience. It was great watching that shit. Oh, I thought you yeah. went on as a person. Like, Jules, you are not the I'll be fucking that. I'll be running around the whole fucking studio. Like, yeah. Right. High five at everybody and shit. Give me like, the fucking yeah. camera. <laughs> Yo, that's what we should do. We should make some shit up where we have to go on one of these fucking talk shows and then just promote the Giants brawl on Like, World War II. brawl, baby. You want to laugh, bro? Fucking one of my one of my boys, he ended up he did that. Him and his friend came up with a fucking fake story. They were roommates, ended up getting on fucking some judge. Yeah, like what would you mean? Oh, you mean so like the ninety percent that are usually fake? Were you talking about that? Okay. (laughs) What do you do? They they were something about fucking. They were trying. They they were both personal trainers, and one of them, my friend, was training. Probably were. That's probably why they're stemming the whole thing. But, uh, but they, they were personal trainers, and he was he was fucking training people in, in the house. And there was a disagreement about money with the rent or whatever the case is because they were using the place as a business or whatever it was. And they, the fucking other kid's like, yeah, he's like, I'm trying to eat breakfast, and he's got these big overweight women working out right next to me. <laughs> this is hysterical. Right on fucking television. They ended up giving him the fucking money for both ends of the claim and flew him out there to Chicago for a few days. It was, it was just hysterical. <laughs> How do you get on these fucking shows, man? You got to be fucking some fucking winner. You got to be a little crazy. Like a little, little, like a little different kind of crazy, right? I like this is a crazy yeah. outgoing type. Like you, you got to be a little special in certain ways right. where you're like, fuck it. I don't care if I'm like embarrassed and I talk about having like a, a 14 toe or some stupid yeah. shit. Like, oh, you fuck, fuck it. I'm on like- TV. <laughs> You're like crazy, but you're on like the spectrum of like craziness. Like, in, yeah, you know you're I mean? like a step away from a mental asylum. Right. Yeah. <laughs> on the R word. You're, and wrong, then you're in that gray area. You stepped the wrong way. You might get locked up for a couple of years. <laughs> and then you end up all on, on TV and shit. <laughs> well, listen. Can we talk about that? This, other what was that, John? Oh, okay. I was going to say, I wanted to get back to the vindication for Dave Gettleman. Okay. Just like what 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 it could be, but we got we got sponsors to get to, so let's do that. Well, yeah, I wanted to get to DraftKings, right? And, and Mike, you know, you, we're gonna drop the the whole thing that DraftKings is offering now because yeah. I went on that and I was fucking around, like, yo, there's some interesting futures that I want to get into in a moment. 
Yeah, besides like let's talk about DraftKings real quick. Yeah, be, yeah, before we get into the futures, like like listen, it's March Madness time. We're having fucking basketball finally in March Madness. We didn't have it last year, but we're having it this year. So if you go to DraftKings.com slash brawl March, dude, you could fucking actually like win like your share of like a hundred grand. They're putting a hundred grand into this like tournament. So pick out your fucking tournament, you know, get the account. I mean, you can't go wrong, man. You know, the the it ends March 14th, because I think like the games start like the day after. March 15th. Yep. So, like, you know, get in on DraftKings, you know, sign up, you know, get in, use that cold brawl, you know, March, and then get in there, man. Like, it's March Madness time. Like, you know, be, and besides, like, we got other bets you could do outside of New York. Like, I always say, if you want to fucking gamble and do these prop bets, I think we got some prop bets, right, Jules? Yeah, man. Listen, I was, I was on there and I was fucking around, right? I had to go check it out because, you know, we do a lot of shit talking as far as, you know, who, who the Giants should pick, who's going to get picked on what team. Listen, this kind of ends that, all right, because there's some interesting ones. Some of the ones I highlighted was one of the first ones they have. And, and this one I'm going to just kind of start with because this has kind of been notable of what, you know, most of us were saying anyhow. They obviously have Chase at being the first wide receiver drafted, right? So the whole the whole idea in this bet is which wide receiver would be drafted. He's at minus 167. And for you non-betting people, that what that means is that you would have to risk $167 in order to win 100, right? Then number two is my man. Smith, right? Devonta, Devonta Smith, right? He's plus 140. So again, if you bet 100, you win 140. Waddle's plus 700. And then another guy who they have is the fourth receiver that should be off the board is Rashard Bateman, who's been climbing up charts left and right. Yes. But again, he would have to be the first wide receiver taken, which is very happens. unlikely. He's plus 2,000. Guys, I don't, I don't know if wow. I see any much of a bet there. I mean, maybe I throw a little small one on Smith just because I've been talking a lot of shit. And again, it will depend on what happens with free agency because that could change very dramatically. But, you know, at least I'm getting a little plus money on Smith and I could see him being the first one off the board. Now, it, like Jules, is Pitts labeled as a tight end or yeah. is he labeled as a wide receiver? He, he's, he's labeled, he's as, labeled a tight end? as a tight end currently, right? So that doesn't count. Okay. Yeah, so no, like, I know. that could kind of be like a sleeper where you, I kind of would want to throw money in to be drafted ahead of Chase. But, you know, Chase is probably the guy. I know they have him going to Miami, but it really all depends on, like, you know, what free agency, you know, happens, you know, in free agency, what free agencies, you know, what free agents sign. It could determine the outcome. It could change the whole dynamic of, like, the, the draft. That's yeah. what I'm kind of excited to see, like, who goes where. If, like, Miami gets one of these top, like, wideouts, do they really go chase again or do they go, like, you know, maybe like an offensive lineman like you were talking about? So, I don't know. I, mean, I would wait to put those bets in, like, after the free agency period ends. I mean, granted, you know? I think the odds may change a little bit. You know, it is looking at, listen, one of the other ones that kind of stood out to me a little bit more, this one, this, so now we're going to get into ones that like kind of stand out a little bit more. I'll touch on the running backs real quick, just because that one's like kind of a little boring as well. But yeah. uh, currently right now, Travis Eatman, Eatman, I always mispronounce that last name. The, the dude out of uh, Clemson, Travis Eatamine, something like that. I think that's how you say it, right? He's actually the <laughs> He should be the first running back drafted. That's what DraftKings is currently saying. He's wow. at minus 121, where Najee Harris is basically two to one, right? So if you bet 100, you win 200. And that's what not Najee Harris out of Alabama. So like, that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people think Najee Harris could be the first running back taken in the draft. So there you got a guy at plus 100 currently where you can literally double your money, put down 25, you win 50, right? That versus that. Where, where it is. That's an interesting one because – 
that could go either way. I know they're saying that the kid from Clemson's a little bit more of a NFL kind of all around type back because he catches the ball a little bit more. And, you know, he has the same kind of running ability, but he's not as big where as Harris is more of that sort of Derrick Henry type of running back coming out of Alabama again. So that's interesting. That's one to kind of keep an eye on. I don't think that's going to change that much either with free agency. I think that that would be one thing that you could put a bet on. The fun ones start where the second overall pick comes into play, right? And it's and it's just the second overall pick. And the reason why I stress that is because if the Jets somehow traded out of it, it's whoever gets drafted with that second overall pick. And real quick before I get into it, who would you guys think is the actual favorite currently on DraftKings as of today, March night, to be that number two pick? Zach Wilson. Whoa! Wow! Is it? Oh, yeah, Zach Wilson, it is, right? Wow! <laughs> you hit that shit on the nose. I'm like, damn. Yes, going with Zach Wilson, and he's kind of big too. He's minus three oh five. Yo, Vegas knows. Vegas knows. Yeah, as long as I saw yeah, that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, holy uh, shit, that's kind of impressive. Like, yeah, yo, that I know what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen. Sam Darnold is gonna get traded to Washington. I got a feeling he's going to go to the Redskins, man. I'm booking my words right now. That's yeah, and he's going to be terrible for them. They're going to be awful. Oh, that man. would be the greatest thing ever. No, that'd be fantastic. Sweep the NFC East next year. Oh, dude, no Six doubt. Seven. There's something brewing in Washington, but Jets and Washington they always make trades with each other. If you ever notice, if you look over the years. They, they always yeah, have that kind of like... Lotto kind of was traded, but he definitely ended up with them recently. It's always like chemistry between those fucking two teams. So I can see Sam Darnold yeah. going there, man. Yeah, like, because the, G- the Jets want to secretly undermine the Giants. So they're like, fuck it, we're going to trade in your division. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't start that, man. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. But then it gets, it gets kind of interesting from there, right? Because Fields, which you know, I understand his stock went down, but let's 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 you know, let's be real here. About two months ago, that guy was the number two overall pick on everybody's consensus list, right? No doubt about it. He's plus five hundred. It wow. jumps that much, dude. What's it literally went from Zach Wilson being minus three hundred five to Fields being plus five hundred. Like, dude, that's huge. That's a huge jump, man. I don't know what the fuck they know in Vegas that we don't know. What about the other ones? What about the other quarterbacks? Uh, so the next one, as far as a quarterback's concerned, yeah. is Lance, and he's plus twelve hundred because oh. Swell, the the offensive lineman that we talked about, is actually the third favorite. He's at plus one thousand, and then it's actually Chase, who's plus sixteen hundred. Dude, I think I I think Trey Lance might end up being one of the best ones. And besides, like Trevor Lawrence, I think it's Trey Lance. That that dude, he's got size. He's got like Big Ben size. He got a strong arm, like. And, and he played for a good college, and he he played for like a, a college that like a like I was reading about this like a coach that makes you actually like understand the defense like you know what they're setting you know what their plays are running he makes them study it so like he kind of got like that off like that offensive I mean you know the NFL readiness in him to read plays and read defenses so you got to watch out for him man he might be a, a sneaky pick for for whoever's lucky enough to get him. I mean, yeah, I mean, I see him going all over the place. There's, there's things that see him going even ahead of fields, right? There's some of these fucking yeah. mock drafts that they yeah. got him going that high. Then there's other ones seeing him getting snatched at Carolina. Then there's ones that he falls to New England. I mean, that shit, he's all over the board. But that is a name to keep an eye on for sure. If he goes to New England, man, watch out. I'm telling right? you. 
Yeah, I know. Tom Brady 2.0. <laughs> oh. Right. It could be. It could be. You know what's crazy is speaking of quarterbacks, the next one that kind of like stood out to me a little bit was, and this is just a straight under over, but here's an interesting one. In the first round, obviously the over is currently favored. It's minus 590, but that four and a half quarterbacks would be drafted in the first round. That means five quarterbacks have to fucking be drafted in the first round in order for that bet to hit. That's a lot. That means they're saying Mac Jones is going to be fucking drafted in this in that first round, which wow. is kind of crazy, dude. I mean, listen, I don't know if the quarterback that. is that deep, bro. We're five going the first round. No, Jules, like, remember, I, I said last week, next year, there's no quarterbacks coming out. Right, right. So the first round this year, it might be like going like hot fucking potatoes, man. Yeah, you because might have dude, to. The under, the under is plus 400. It's that much of a swing. Wow. It's that fucking dramatic. Like, I almost want to just put shit on the plus 400 just for shits and giggles. We're like, all right, I hope the fifth quarterback's not drafted. And we always lose that (laughs) bet. Fuck it, I'll just put some money on that shit. You know, $25 was me 100. Like, cool, whatever. (laughs) That's why we lose those fucking bets. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Come on, man. Because we always do the ones just for fucking shits and giggles, man. We we have to start listening to Vegas, man. Yo, that's happening. There's no doubt. So apparently Zach Wilson's going number two, all right? You guys heard it here first. Right? And, and this isn't Jules or Michael John fucking predicting this shit. This is just what we're reading off of the, uh, the bets today, all right? And the fact that you called out Zach Wilson makes it even crazier, all right? <laughs> but then, of course, you know, it wouldn't be complete if I didn't check out the futures with the Giants in the NFL. And when I get to the division, shit changed, and it got me a little pissed. But going into it as of today, the Giants are a 66 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, right? About 100, you'll win 6,600, right? You bet anything more than that, you're going to just double, triple, whatever, so forth. So they're 66 to 1 today to win the Super Bowl. What's crazy is, though, just to get to the Super Bowl and win the NFC, it drops a lot more than you think, right? I, me personally, I don't know about you guys, I would think it would be like maybe 50 to 1, right? 45 to 1, right? I mean, does that make sense? I don't know. Instead, nope. 30 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yo, we're going, baby. That's it. <laughs> so get to the world is 30 to 1 for the Giants just to win the NFC. Here we come. Uh, <sighs> I'm gonna let that like sit for a second. I I, I I gotta start you know betting the Giants fucking every year just to win the Super Bowl. Cause I remember like remember when the Giants upset Tom Brady when they were when you know no Nobel was undefeated before the season What's started. Up? I think the Giants were like 2500 to one so every hundred dollars you bet you win 2500 bucks and i was i remember at the time i was unemployed so i didn't bet at the time otherwise i would have and i would have (laughs) been killing but man it's it's just shit like that in the nfl you just you just don't know especially you go from week to week and you don't know what happens every sunday you know that's why it's hard to bet because there's always upsets and to get to the playoffs you never know if you get to the playoffs anything could fucking happen Maybe the Giants could win that $6,600. So bet that DraftKings, man. Bet That's the big blue. Bet the Giants win some fucking money. You heard it here first. And this this, this, other, this last thing right here is just going to kind of make me segment into what we've been talking about for the last few weeks, how we need to show a little more blue pride and get out there and fucking show how much we fucking support the Giants and all this shit. Because, again, right now, not only is it that we, we get, you know, Philly Brawls getting more fucking downloads than we currently are. We're going to get to that in a moment, of course. We got disrespected in DraftKings for who's going to win the division. Remember I said it was pretty even kind of last week? I yep. guess with the fucking Dak sign and the Wentz trade, all this bullshit going on, 
technically right now, as of today, the Cowboys are the favorite to win the division at plus 100, okay? Then it gets more annoying, okay? Because Washington is plus 350 at number two to win the division. And then ready for the fucking kicker here? As of fucking today, March 9th, fucking Eagles are plus 400 to win the division. And the Giants come in last, which means DraftKings has us picked to finish dead last in our division. And we're plus 450. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, obviously, DraftKings is no longer a sponsor for this. What that is, is Vegas understanding the masses and playing them like a fucking piano. Because if you just for a second use your fucking brain, and I know this Giants haters out there that you know think that they're Giants fans, I get it. You're thinking oh, the Giants are definitely the work. We don't have a quarterback. We don't have an offensive line. Our defense sucks. Blah, 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 blah. Dave Gallum, as long as he hears more stuff. I hear you. No problem. Uh, the reality of the situation, actually, if you guys want to come back to us, is that the Giants were 4-2 and two in this division, won games handily at times, and should have, if not for one catch from Edmund Ingram, if not for that, we would be 5-1, and one, which is dominating the NFC East. Also, if one of the two, only one of those two plays against the Cowboys in that first game, where they picked up two set, they threw two separate flags that costed the Giants a touchdown on the fake punt or fake field goal, whatever the story was. Two yep. different plays that we scored a touchdown. They took them off the board. If not for those flags, the Giants run away with that game. Six and zero, right? Six and zero in the division. Six and zero in the division, and we would have went to the playoffs. Had got- season. There's no excuse whatsoever for that to be logical at all. The only thing logical that lines up is they're fucking chasing the dollars and they know that the way society is, they're just, they spend the last few weeks bashing the Giants. Okay, let's fucking let them put whatever money they need to on the fucking whoever we need to, to line our pockets. At the end of the day, there is not a football fan that's honest that can admit that the Giants are the fourth best team in the NFC East. That is ridiculous. <laughs> let's bet it. Let's put all our money together. Let's bet. A million dollars on the Giants, and let's just fucking bankrupt DraftKings and just make it our own. We're gonna fucking take over that fucking company. Okay, how dare There's definitely a couple of fun bets. There's a couple of interesting bets, but like, in all honesty, you're gonna really sit there and tell me that just because Dak Prescott signed the contract, because that's all he did, he put his fucking name on a piece of paper. All of a sudden, the Cowboys are that was a clear favorite to win the division again. They didn't do shit. They didn't improve the old line. They haven't even drafted anybody yet. And Dak hasn't even thrown a fucking football in, in, fucking, in like six months. And all of a sudden, they are your undisputed NFC East champs. Like, get fuck the him. fuck out of here. Because yeah. right? now you guys are all chirping. You're a quarterback away. I hope Mike is right. You do get fucking Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what coaching staff is better than us in that fucking division? Besides oh. a close one, and because I like Ron Rivera in Washington, he's a good coach. Let's just be real about it. Like, right. I mean, McCarthy. You, I mean, kidding? Like, fuck, who, who the fuck's this guy? Fucking Eagles. He can't even fucking uh, yeah. talk on a press conference. I talk better on a podcast than this guy talks on a fucking <laughs> press conference. And I fucking stutter my words all the fucking goddamn time. So fuck them, man. We're fu- we're gonna fucking kill this fucking division, man. We're gonna crush it. Let's go six and zero next year. Just fucking shut everybody Seriously. the hell up. 
I mean, look, look, four and a half to one, you got to consider that as a bet there for, for the Giants mm-hmm. to win the division. Because if anybody really thinks that the NFC East is just sewn up by one team, you're out of your fucking mind, okay? Because like I said, you got Washington thinking that they fucking are a quarterback away from not only just winning the division, but going to the Super Bowl and probably winning, okay? That's how good they fucking already fucking toting themselves in the hat and fucking, oh, yeah, we're great. Yeah, oh. And now the Cowboys go outside, Dak Prescott did nothing else. We don't even know if Zeke is going to be as good as he was was last year uh, two years ago rather and all of a sudden that's it we're fucking lining this shit up we got the division guns blazing and then the fucking eagles what the fuck did the eagles do that they all of a sudden jumped us on them get them please like like bro like yo nyg slap parades to come out start slapping shit around we're gonna have to get fucking pinatas of the fucking eagles the fucking skins or the fucking and the cowboys and just start breaking the fucking things up bro because get the fuck out of here with that shit all right like please bro like that's just it's just too much for me to digest when i when i looked at it i was just sitting there i'm like are you fucking serious bro like really all of a sudden we jumped to the fucking least likely team to win the division and we have done nothing wrong you know <laughs> I'm like, yo, does draft kings know that we got fucking Leonard Williams back, bitch? <laughs> so, here's a question. This this is just gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna through time. I'm gonna build my goldfish theory, and by the end of this this show, um, one day I'm gonna have an ironclad thing uh, research paper written. That I'm gonna bring to Harvard or fucking Yale, and they're gonna publish it, and they're gonna say, you know what? I is called the goldfish theory. Goldfish. You got a goldfish now, bro. Listen to me. Goldfish theory. Dallas was scoring a ridiculous amount of points, but they had, for the majority of the season, the worst defense in the league and among the one of the worst defenses of all time. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, because they got a guy back that they don't even know can walk yet, they're the fucking winner. They're, they're going to be... Dude, this, this disclaimer... Suck is why the media gets away with this shit because they write it and then people click it because they think that it's going to be fucking, you know, oh, this is right. Fuck Dave Gettleman, man. If we didn't fucking act like that, they wouldn't be able to write that shit because they didn't sell papers. But because there's fucking people like you motherfuckers listening that they hate fucking Dave Gettleman, right? Well, I hope all of you guys like Dave Gettleman because I think we made a case to at least tolerate him for however long he's here. But for anybody else that hates him, you're you're the fucking reason why they do this well, you shit. Know, yeah, well, yeah it's you know, like it's real quick though. It's not even like it's it's the whole like media or not. You guys saw the tweet last night from Cowboys, bro. They were like, "Well, I guess the best free agents off the market now." I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Good luck with that one-legged motherfucker. <laughs> fuck that man. We can suck my fucking dick. Disclaimer: Plenty of goldfish died in the making of John's research. Fucking David. <laughs> Fuck, fuck the Cowboys fucking brawl, man. They, they they come out with this fucking bullshit, the best rage. The best rage no. is kind of rolling, Zane. You can't fucking... Hands down, he's the fucking best. Gotta walk the mail. Like, I even got a comment on that shit. I, just, I was like sending memes of just dumb shit, man. Like, uh-huh. What? <laughs> fuck, you suck. Bro, like, like, look, listen, I get it. Yo, Dak had put together, you know, a decent 2019 season. It was pretty impressive. And then he started off like a gangbanger in 2020. Yeah. Well, when you're down 45 points every game, what do you think the quarterback's got to do? He's going to fucking throw the ball to get you back in the game. And you have all those fucking receivers and arguably one of the better running backs in the NFL. Like, he should be putting right. up fucking numbers. Right. I, I mean, I mean, talk about <laughs> weapons, right? <laughs> fucking Jules, talk about fucking weapons. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? 
It's gonna be fun. It's gonna lead us into the draft, man. <laughs> I really can't wait. Like I, I love the fact that the Brawl Network, and this is this is gonna be just a quick, you know, shout out here for all of us here that they want to kind of do this sort of mock live draft where, like, you know, all of us from Giants Brawl will be like the representatives, and we'll all pick accordingly and go through the first round and see what everybody picks. Well, I'm not gonna stop talking shit. Like every time, like they better they're gonna have to fucking mute me during that thing, bro. I'm gonna be talking shit throughout every pick. Like even with like fucking Jaguars going, oh, you took Trevor Lawrence. Whoa, that was loser. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> loser, like a fucking Ace Ventura. Loser, bro. When we get the round, when we get to pick six and then pick ten, man, they they gonna they gonna fucking pull me on mute. They're gonna probably like try to cut off our connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. If you have a few fucking beers in you, yeah, you definitely get. Oh, it's still like on a Friday or a Saturday, and I get like, I I started drinking already. Oh, yeah, forget yeah, about it. Yeah. I'm gonna it's be censored, fun. muted, barred, suspended. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be the first one to get suspended from fucking the brawl network. <laughs> you guys be tuning in, there, like, what happened to Jules? I'm like, ah, he'll be back in May. <laughs> yeah, he's got a three monther. You know. <laughs> but listen, you know, we sit here joking, but remember, we've been saying this for weeks, man. Tell people, put down this. You listen to the episode tonight, text that shit out, message it, email, tell somebody, show it to somebody at work, get more downloads, get more people to subscribe for us because we want to blow all of the fucking NFC East out of the fucking thing. All right. And you know what? Just because DraftKings had us fourth, I'm going to say we're in fourth right now. I don't even know if that's true. I just know the Eagles are in first, but fuck it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think we might be ahead of the Cowboys, but whatever. <laughs> I like being the underdogs. Fuck them. Yeah. We want to come up out of nowhere. Look, real quick props out to Facebook. We hit, we, we just approached 2,000 followers on the Facebook page. So thank you for fucking following us there. That's going to continue to grow every single week, every single day. That's been fantastic. Twitter went up a little bit. I know Insta went up a little bit. You yeah. know, we appreciate everything. We just want to make sure that we sent that out to you guys. We love it. We appreciate the support and the following, man. Thank you so much. You know, that, that, that's what it's all about at the end of the day, just to kind of give you something to listen to on your way to work, coming home, or when you go mowing the lawn or whatever the fuck it is. And we love talking shit about the other networks. You know, that's what we do here. But, um, you know, I wanted to make sure we got that out to you. You know, Mike, any any last words here tonight? Nah, man, just like, you know, come at me, man. Hit me my DMs if you're interested in a sex doll. Like, I'd love to get that. <laughs> <out to you>. Please. <laughs> Take it. Take it so all you, got, you got any sex dolls you want to hand out? <laughs> no. Sure. No, sir. Um, I do want to say, though, uh, we're going to try to put this together. Hopefully, we can get one going this week, but um, we're going to try to do some uh, debate shows. Um, I don't know. Debate sounds a little more civil than it'll probably be. Uh, but look out for that. Show. Some real brawl. Some live yeah, brawls. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Live brawls. Live brawls, baby. That's the name of the, of the show here. We're going to have some live brawls. Um, so keep a lookout for for those episodes. Hopefully we can have one through this weekend. Uh, if not, very, very soon coming. Yeah, because you know what? We, we, we got into the point where with social media and Twitter and all that shit, people like to hide behind their tweets. We're saying, look, you know what? In addition to the show that we'll do, you know, every every Tuesday night and it comes out on Wednesday morning, we're going to do a segment where we'll do like a brawl real quick. Maybe a 15, 20-minute conversation, if you would, with someone else that loves talking shit, loves putting down the Giants, loves putting down the brawl, putting down whatever, and let them go up against us, man. And right. we'll, we'll start holding tallies down, too. We'll see who gets the win, who gets the who gets that loss every once in a while, too. Because I'm Ooh. sure there's some good people out there that might 
be able to beat one of us in a, in a brawl fucking talk. But uh, yeah. I'll just fucking mute him. I'll fucking mute him, Jules. I have the control over here, man. I swear. <laughs> Hit that mute button like, fuck you. I'm like, yo, they're fucking winning, man. I got to fucking mute this shit. <laughs> it's my way out. I'm going to mute your ass. That's right. I won, bitch. <laughs> yo, I won, man. I won. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, if you want to fuck it, if you feel like you got the fucking balls to come on and fucking debate all three of us, man, fucking come on, man. Get your point of view across. And fuck if you if, if you're nervous about the three on one, don't worry about it. We'll go we'll go one on one with any of the motherfuckers anytime. All right, because I'm tired of hearing this shit. I hear you guys going through this all the time with these guys. I get into it. I get I get crazy with these guys, and then Whatever. that's the end of it. We 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 fucking settle that shit in the Twitter world or whatever the fuck that is. Yo, I'm down, bro. You want to do a live show? Motherfuckers want to come on a debate? Bring it. I know. I'll tell you this much. You guys might be hitting up the Twitter world. I'm going to get it sold that the whole Brawl Network is going to be pretty much coming at me, at least the NFC East. Like, <laughs> I already know it, dude. Like, bro, I hit something. I just make a comment. They're already jumping on my shit. <laughs> Especially like, yo, they got their fucking sights set on me. I'm like, cool. Let's go. That's why we call it the Brawl Network, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> when Jules first started on the fucking show, there was people asking me, like, who's this Jules guy? Like, Oh man, you better fucking watch out, man. This guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm relentless, yeah, especially yeah. especially if you start fucking with me like on a Friday night or Saturday and shit when I'm drinking and the shit. And I'm yeah, like, right. oh, I'm just sitting around this fucking COVID and this dude's talking shit. Like, you fuck. won't win. You <laughs> fucking won't win. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you better be in for a six hour. This shit ain't no sprint. This shit's a marathon, all right? <laughs> all right. I, I got a text message between me and Jules' mutual friends that just go on and on and on <laughs> for fucking weeks to years, man. It's just way too much. It just does not end. So I'm you, you will fucking not win. But if you feel like you can win, man, fucking hop on the show, man. Try to debate Jules. Try to debate John, man. Try to debate me. I don't give a shit. Come on. <laughs> and yo, and like we said, you could definitely hit us up where you know you can hit us on Twitter at Giants Brawl, or you get us up individually, Mike Trainer at Mike at Mike Trainer MFT, John Depot at NYG Slap Parade, Jules at Jules NYC One. Don't forget, we are also on Instagram. We are on Facebook. That following page is great. It's getting a lot of traction. There's a couple of things that show up on there. We're posting articles every week. We're posting polls. That shit's a lot of interacting, too. It's a big community. And also, don't forget, too, we are putting this together. You know, as this COVID restrictions are lifting, we are 100% going to probably do some sort of live draft, probably from a bar. So please, come down. Hang out with us. We'll have some giveaways. We'll, we'll have a couple of beers together. We'll look at this shit. We'll shout into the microphone if you want to come through, especially when the Giants are getting ready to pick. That shit should be fun. Again, that's really just, you know, relying on the COVID restrictions. So within the next couple of weeks, we'll know a little bit more about that and how we're going to go about it, where we'll have it, you know, yeah. and, and see what we could do as far as, you know, getting more people and how many people will be actually allowed to even come down and see us. But that's definitely not something on the docket there. I know these people from Brawl want to do that, you know, that, that, that our own live Brawl mock draft. That might be interesting. So there's definitely more news to come on that. But again, follow us on that. Listen to us every week. All right. We are getting ready to wrap this up. We're out. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.